Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes, Woo! artists, actors, actresses, and all those people and businesses that support those teen athletes. We've expanded the whole realm of teen. Okay? I love it. Cisco, we have a, a, a Skype room that we've created in some dimension. Um, but in the Skype room, we'll start with our youth, Laura Arcadia in uh, Italy, Bologna. How you doing, Laura? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Great. Thank you. Uh, Ava Burford in Montecito, taking a little hiatus from UCLA, now doing <laughs> fine. How are you doing, Ava? I'm good. Thanks for having me again. It's great oh. to be here. Of course. We have to have our four-year teams. We have to stick together. You might be on uh, record here for, I can't wait for our next 10-year anniversary. <laughs> I'm never leaving. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we've got in the house here with me and Dominique Hackett, Christine Marie. We've got uh, Ed Langlow. How you doing, Ed? Very well. Nice. Uh, of course, Richard Ellsworth. We have to have a natural path in the house. How you doing, Richard? <laughs> I'm doing well, thanks. There you go. Sherry Owen. How you doing, Sherry? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then, of course, the producer. We couldn't make this happen today without you. We got Dr. Richard Dugan, our audio specialist. Let's put our, let's put our hands together. Woo! Thank you. We've had a uh, one week, full week of seclusion. How's everybody holding up? I'll start with you, Laura Arcadia in Bologna, Italy. Um, we're doing fine. We're settling in. It's kind of a routine now. We're at week two. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're not at each other's necks yet. So that's, that's good. Okay. You and Max, you know, you stop wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't want to make him cry. So yeah, <laughs> avoid that. Well, the nice thing is, Laura, you could, you could curse at him and what, how many, five different, six different languages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he can come back at me with three, so. Oh, <laughs> awesome. So seriously, are things dissipating, getting a little bit better in Italy? What's going on? So they've been saying for the past two days that there's been a very, very slight decrease in the number of daily cases. So compared to the last couple of days, there's less people, less new infected people and less people dying. So that's good news, but we have to make sure that the trend stays that way. So now if we were just to go out and about again and ignore all the preventive measures, that trend would disappear right away. So we're still taking it very seriously, but it looks like slowly it's starting to get like better. Wow. And I saw in the news, this is Dominique. Hey there. Um, hey. That, uh, Cuba, I think, sent over some doctors. Have people... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cuba and China and uh, Germany is taking a few of our patients, too, because, I mean, countries right now realize that if they help Italy out right now with fighting this crisis, once Italy is over it, our doctors are going to have to go there as well, because we're a little bit of ahead of everybody else in Europe and in the U.S. So... Um, we're also the ones with more experience. Once this is over here in Italy, uh, our doctors, it's already, it's already settled. Our doctors will go abroad to help the other countries as well. So, oh, yeah. 
Um, this is Christine. Um, are there, how are people's spirits? Are there still singing happening or, you know, spontaneous kind of things like that? <laughs> yeah, it's still happening. I mean, people have to entertain themselves somehow. Um, what, so yeah, people are getting more used to using technology to talk with their friends. And I think that slowly they're realizing that it's not so much social distancing, more like physical distancing. Um, because, you know, with Skype and uh, FaceTime and calls and all this stuff, we can still be close to our friends and families, even if they're further away. Um, I like and, that, the physical distancing, not just, I, and in fact, I like that languaging better because the social distancing feels more isolating. Yeah, actually, I mean, this is going to sound wild, but I've talked to some friends that I haven't talked to in forever because we don't have anything else to do. So really, it's kind of like, bringing us closer yeah yeah connecting with some of those people that are so dear and near to us but haven't been in connection that's, that's lovely yeah yeah absolutely well we know ava's got a question for you in montecito because you know you guys are buds we did a commercial together that's still airing <laughs> restaurant in bologna and you know something when your mom sent me that email saying that somebody from santa barbara said teen sports radio and she fulfilled her promise they got a free appetite, right? uh -huh. now i know this show is global yeah no um so laura how has um i know you guys are really locked down but how has everything been with like just doing day-to-day -day things with like getting food or can you guys not leave your houses at all to go on walks it's just purely inside your house um so at first it was kind of just avoided if you if it's not essential or whatever but now it's actually forbidden to go outside to go jogging or take walks or stuff like that so really all we can do is walk a dog if we have it and it can only be around our block like we can't just go out and about in the city mm. and go to the nearest grocery store to our homes okay so and that's is there what we're allowed to do and your family is one person designated to go to the store or do you guys all take turns? Uh, no, I mean, so far it's always been my mom. We never let my dad go because he's the oldest one out, uh, out of all of us. Mm. Just for safety. Um, but also because we have a restaurant, we've been blessed with the fact that we don't have to go to the store. We usually just go to the restaurant and grab the food that we have there. Whatever's frozen is there. We used all the fresh stuff up in the first week. And now we're going with the frozen foods. So we're actually avoiding the grocery store altogether. That's smart. Have you gotten creative with any of your frozen meals yet? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had pasta ways that I've never had before. <laughs> um, my dad had made a bunch of pesto before the lockdown. So we just have jars and jars of pesto. I swear it's a miracle that it's not coming out of my ears at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no we've i mean we've been cooking we've been baking we're gonna come out of this quarantine everything but fit but that's yeah. okay <laughs> yeah well that's good i'm glad you guys seem like you're doing pretty well given the circumstances yeah yeah, yeah. ed you got a question uh yeah that's that's interesting that we're even able to talk to someone in italy as as isolated as you are so mm -hmm. So you're not able to uh, go out at all. So you pretty much can find your your house there or your restaurant. Uh, yeah, our home. So even when we go to the restaurant, we have to have a document with us, like print out this document and fill it out. 
that states who we are, why we're moving, and if there's a checkpoint, they're wow. going to look at it and see if it's a legit reason to be outside of our home because we actually don't live in the same town. It's kind of the restaurant is in Goleta and we live in Santa Barbara, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah. we're not allowed to go from Santa Barbara to Goleta. We're only allowed to be in Santa Barbara and we have to have a reason to go so when we show we have the restaurant this is why we're moving then they let us through they sign it off and we're fine but if we didn't have that we'd get fined for it that makes me appreciate how well we have it here i <laughs> tried to go to the grocery store today and the line was down the block six feet apart and they were letting in uh limited people at a time i finally gave up but uh compared to the way you're living over there, we uh, we have pretty good. We should appreciate that. Yeah, I think what we've got to do, we've got two minutes, well, about a minute and a half left. We have to not only appreciate, but understand if you want it to get as bad as Laura has it right now, don't do social distancing. Just <laughs> don't be mindful of any rules because we need to contain this. And I know yeah. we're up to, Dominique, how many cases right now in Santa Barbara? Um, I think that the map said 26 in Santa Barbara, but um, there's a really good website. John Hopkins University is oh, yes. a map of the world and you can zoom it into your area and click on to the specific cases in your area. Hmm. So I've been watching that. And then in Santa Barbara County, there's actually a YouTube site where they're doing daily um, updates. At 4.30 p.m., Santa Barbara County is giving updates. So everybody in the world is trying to communicate to their communities via the Internet of what's going on. Yeah, we, we have a little bit of time left here, and you know, maybe I want to extend it, because the one person I wanted to bring into uh, this conversation is uh, our unsighted but most loved co-host, Sherry Owens. And I, I Sherry, I just, first of all, I applaud you. And we had many discussions of how this has really affected you. So can you share uh, your experience of what you're going through right now? Um, well, I had a funny, but I'll save it to the next. But, um, you know, it's interesting because because I got used to um, you get used to a certain set of sounds and, um, you know, different cues as you go on your way when I walk with Martinez or do things. And suddenly you know you 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 go outside and don't hear what normally is happening and um it's pretty scary it's sort of like going into a basketball game thinking that it's happening and you walk into the gym and it's just silent and you're like am i in the wrong place am i in the wrong gym am i in the wrong country where the hell am i <laughs> and um you know it's like i'm i'm walking to get you know my my french press with martinez and you know there's this guy that like always mows his yard i swear to god he has to be like in a contest for the most manicured yard you know and i walk by and i'm thinking hell you know why aren't you why aren't you mowing yard today dude and it's um you know it's it's interesting to have to deal um uh with with that but i'm doing it and you know one thing i've noticed is the birds are out more um you know nature is out more i mean i don't necessarily like the hustle and bustle in the bushes because you know what the hell that is and i think to myself okay, you know you know you can see that so if it's something crazy shit, i'm running um, you know so i rely on him for my eyes 
but um but it's a new new soundscape is what i call it mm-hmm. all right well i got it here we're gonna take a little break we've got lots of new commercials thank you again dr d we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary but we're going to open up the next show with uh you're funny because i love it so let's take a little break this is erica salda the queen of team we'll be back with more after these messages And this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. If you have just tuned in, you're late. And that's okay, though. All right. We, you can do something. <laughs> We're all in you know, self-quarantine. We're practicing social distancing. So, of course, I'm teasing y'all. Um, what I wanted to do is get back now with Sherry. Sherry, you had some, you wanted to share a little story. And then you also have a guest. I do. I do have a wonderful guest, Mia, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share my story first. So, you know, we we get uh, Martinez called Bark Box. It comes like every month, and it has toys and, and organic treats, and it's it's really cool. And um, every morning after breakfast, he brings me one and shoves it at me because and so morning i said to jenny i said no what is what is it and she goes oh i think it's a possum and i said no he can't have a possum. a possum's blind he can't destroy a blind possum that's my ally <laughs> i said i said the poor guy's blind and 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 uh then it reminded me of you know whenever we're on the road and and we and, and my friends will say oh no that's you know that's a possum on the road some like it's like like something goes in my gut like oh my god like you know that could be me crawling <laughs> and, and, and somebody would hit and somebody would hit me uh. and the person would say and the person would say oh honey it's okay it was just a big possum so it's like now I feel like I have an ally in in possums. <laughs> Hello. Oh my God, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Were you guys laughing? It was supposed to be a. Who <laughs> <laughs> <I> was laughing? <laughs> we were laughing. Hear my Jerry. story. <laughs> <laughs> now we know how. Anyway, <laughs> you know he's gonna be my new Elmo. The the past, right? Um, <laughs> but 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 anyway. Um, so you want me to introduce? Guest Mia? Yes, please. Let's put your hands okay. together. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so Mia is fantastic. Her name is Mia Weber. And uh, she works over there at UCSB in the athletic department. She's a, she used to be a gymnast. She's a little ball of like firepower. And I thought <laughs> like today she could, you know, really uh, uh, talk to us, you know, and, and before I even say that, she's been so helpful to me because she's, she's at a lot of the basketball games. She's at a lot of the sporting events. And, you know, she always says to me, you know, I don't know why these people wave at you when, when you come in. I said, I don't know either why they wave at me. I said, it's very annoying. Are they waving at me? She said, they're waving at you. And, and she goes, you can't see them. And so now when I just go in a room, I wave. So everybody thinks like I can see them. I don't, I don't know what the <laughs> issue is. But Mia, um, Mia is, uh, she's fantastic. And um, anyway, I thought we could bring her on and she could talk a little about uh, how it is at UCSB and the athletic department and with the athletes and, and everything going on with the coronavirus, how it affected, um, how it's affecting uh, the university. Perfect. 
Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. Um, okay, so tell us, tell us what's going on over there, Mia. Yeah, so um, I work at UCSB in the athletics department, um, which is great. That's how I got to know Sherry, which is wonderful. She's such a good supporter of our Gaucho athletics. Um, and so on campus, as you guys might know, all of the students um, spring quarter is going to be completely remote. So they're going to do all classes online, um, which will be interesting. Um, I'm working from home currently. Um, and then for our Division One athletes, um, all spring sports and spring championships got canceled. Um, so that's a little bit weird. It's sad for the students who um, had seasons coming up and now don't get to compete. Um, so there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered about how they're going to deal with that. And if those student athletes get another year of eligibility, if this was their last year. Um, so we're all working through those kind of things and just trying to keep our community updated. And um, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on here. Are you like checking in with the girls on the team and seeing what they're doing to exercise? I mean, how, how are gonna people keep their bodies fit? Yeah, so the student athletes, um, UCSB asked students to um, go home um, to keep it from spreading here in Santa Barbara. Um, so our trainers, um, we have a staff who are just in charge of keeping the kids fit and doing conditioning, and they're still sending the student athletes um, workouts to do while they're at home. This is Dominique. Wow. That, I mean, can you imagine what this is doing to how people are embracing their sport? There must be a lot of CrossFit training going on. Yeah, they're they're trying to keep um, up and doing as much activity as possible. It is hard for some, like for swimming, um, you know, they're supposed to keep doing their workouts, but like most pools are closed right now. Um, so they're kind of having to edit their training and, and change it up a little bit. They're having to do some suicides. Yeah. Ava, <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you had a question. My brothers are both freshmen and they're um, in high school mm -hmm. and um, they both play water polo um, and it's really been a struggle like trying to get them because they are used to two, three hours of practice every day um, and they just have so much built up energy that they don't really know how to get out. So my mom tries to make them like go run around the block, but they're water boys. So do you have any like exercises you would recommend um, giving to these like water people? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, so I work in fundraising. I don't actually train the student athletes. I just work with them a lot. Um, gotcha. So I don't know, but I know, um, you know, some of my, some of the student athletes work with me in my department and some of them are swimmers. And I think they've just been kind of trying to do other forms of cardio and running and um, keeping up their strength training as well. Yeah. But I know that's really hard if, you know, water people don't like to do activities on land all the time. No, <laughs> so we, like, it's we tough to run, and I don't think they remembered how to run properly. Hard for in all the directions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know one thing that helps is uh, hop in the bathtub and hold your breath, and and work on how long you're holding your breath for, because being that's a huge part of swimming. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Yeah. 
What oh I my wanna... gosh, that's that. That's why I don't like to swim. You just solved it, Dominique. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the ocean, but I don't know how no, people swim. No, no, just not there yet. We might have to go distance. We may have to do social distancing <laughs> with another. Uh, your parents would just go. Well, you actually you can't go anywhere, can you? Can't leave. Yeah, we can't get. We're all kind of kind of pre-lockdown, huh? Yeah, yeah. We can still go walking. We can still go to the parks, I believe, and the and the beaches. But there's social distancing. You have to really stay separate and not, you know, not group up. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's see. Gets we got Richard Ellsworth in the house. We have our natural path. Richard, what's what's some things that we could. Uh, maybe pump up our immune system with. I have to get a piece of paper and pencil out because I can't even spell these words that you say. <laughs> okay, well, um, while we're just talking about exercise, um, exercise is really helpful for this, but you don't want to expend too much energy because you want your energy to be focused on your immune system. So some you know, exercises that you might want to do um, fit under a category of what I call primal play, which is essentially this idea of acting as though we were our pre-human ancestors. So doing things like um, jumping from pieces of furniture to jumping up onto things or jumping down off of things, um, you know, going out and, you know, lifting up heavy logs or something and throwing them, you know, just these sort of like simple activities that help to engage sort of those muscles that don't get used enough but that um, are really part of our, our genetic makeup that are important. Um, as far as supplements for supporting the immune system or, or vitamins and nutrients, we really want to focus on vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, and selenium. Um, these are things that we can find um, specifically in a lot of vegetables, green vegetables. We can find them in tropical fruits. Um, selenium you can get by eating five Brazil nuts per day. That's that's a daily dose of selenium, so five or more. Um, vitamin D, obviously, get out and and um, you know try and go for a walk if you can. Um, and the other thing is is we need to be eating a lot of root vegetables, and that's probably the most important thing because that's going to build up our butyrate production, which is going to really arm our our fighter cells sort of against attacking any foreign invaders. Fascinating. So uh, as far as the foods, you had mentioned a few, few foods, but what would be, because uh, I follow you on Facebook, as you know, I stalk you. So I love when you're doing your meal uh, preparations and what would be a typical meal that would knock out all those A, C, D, selenium, the whole thing. And then you'll just have to eat outside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so a really great thing, um, one of the things that you really want to do is nourish your spleen and get the vitamin A's. So that's all going to be in your sweet potatoes, your winter squash, um, your carrots. So a good thing to do would be to take a bunch of root vegetables like that, maybe throw in some potatoes for, for your resistant starches, um, you know, dice it all up, you know, throw it in the oven, some olive oil, salt, pepper, um, and roast it. Um, throw that on a plate. Maybe you have some sort of mixed green, like like a you know like a kale salad. Um, you know that would be excellent. And then you also want a protein, um, preferably a, a non-animal protein. That's going to be best for something like this. 
So um, things like uh, nuts you could incorporate into, you know, the kale salad. You could throw it in with your your um, roasted root vegetables. You could have beans, lentils, something like that. If you are going to do a protein, um, fish would probably be one of the best ones. Um, the omega-3 fatty acids will really help to protect the lipid bilayer in our cells. Um, that would be a, that would be a fairly good meal. Um, and if you can have a glass of uh, or a cup of tea with it, that would be even better. Yeah, put your hands together. Thank you, Richard. All right, take a little break. We'll be back in two minutes and two seconds after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. If you've just turned in right now, you're super late. So thankfully, we are on different We You can find us in many different places. And Christine, where else can you find us if they wanted to catch the first few segments because they just tuned in right now? <laughs> <laughs> to catch you back up, you can, you can find us on Facebook on YouTube, um, on the internet, on AM 1290 News Press Radio. And you'll find us here, of course, 9 a.m. on on Tuesday, and then 11 p.m. on Tuesday, and then 6 p.m. on Sunday. And then for those of us or you who like to be up late at night, 3 a.m. on Monday. Yay! Okay, now we've got one of my favorite sections, and I'm just going to, you know, play with my little tea bag and my tea. Uh, if only I'd known by Ed Langlo. Right, this is Ed Langlo. Uh, today's segment on If Only I'd Known is on mentoring. Uh, if Only I'd Known is a mentor's moment with the, the teens that are with us remotely, uh, as well as those listening into the show. So today's talk is, uh, is a suggestion for adults, as well as the teens listening in. As many of us ask, what could I do as a mentor? Or they might say, I'm not sure what I would do as a big brother or big sister. Well, I found a great answer hidden in an email from an old friend of mine, Anselmo Villanueva, had sent me a message that he, at 70, had accepted the position as principal of Catholic High School in the community of Colonia and Oxnard. At the very end of that email was his tagline, and I feel this is the answer to those questions, be the person you needed when you were a child. Mm. Perfect. Mm. Uh, I feel that uh, that's been my goal with the If Only I Had Known segments is to be the person that I needed when I was a child. Now, that can mean different things to different people, and that's okay because it really does take a village to raise a child. Children need parents to love them and provide for them. They need teachers to educate them. And sometimes they just need a neighbor or a friend that's not an authority figure to give them approval or advice or maybe just help them fix their bicycle. And I'm sure you can think of several people that you wish would have been there when you were young. And I'll bet you could be one of those people to a child that's in your life or that you could adopt into your life as a big brother or a big sister. And uh, for a message to the teens, I'd like to. Uh, take advantage of one of the previous segments, things that I stated that unwise people don't learn from their mistakes. Wise people learn from their mistakes and brilliant people, well, they learn from other people's mistakes. So listen to the older people in your life 
They may just be giving you an opportunity to be brilliant by learning from their mistakes. Promise you this, if you listen to older people's advice, your attention alone will give them back more satisfaction than they gave you. Uh, the chance to learn from something in a moment that may have taken them years to figure out. And both of you uh, feel that you did something that you can always be proud of. And uh, here with us today via Skype is Anselmo Villanueva. Ansel, welcome to the show. Good to be here, everyone. Thank you, Ed, for inviting me to the program. Uh, just one slight correction. It's not a high school. It's a preschool grade eight. I wondered about that. I thought about calling you and asking you. That's uh, it's, it's been a while. So, so Ansel, I'm anxious to hear all the things that you've done since we've gotten out of high school. So let's just start with the mentoring program that you said you were involved in. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and, and are you still involved in that? Sure. Um, I accepted a position up in Washington State that was there for about three years in Bellingham, Washington, about 35 miles from the Canadian border. And the mentoring program was already in existence. The person who started it um, moved on to other things. And so I took it over. And it was a huge program. It was based at Western Washington University. About 16,000 students attend there. And so the mentoring program actually had about 300 college students um, mentoring in school, in the public schools up there, uh, about 32 schools, 11 school districts across two counties. It was huge. And uh, to help and assist with that, we had a professional staff of about four or five people. And, including a couple of professors, as well as about 60 student employees. And so we used the term cascading mentoring, where I would mentor the uh, student employees and the staff, and they in turn would mentor the college students, and the college students in turn would mentor the students in the public schools. And the whole goal of the program basically was to uh, work with students at all levels, to make sure, especially at the high school level, for example, that they um, would be on some sort of a track to, to have a plan after graduation. A lot of high school students think that graduation is the end goal. And so we, oh, were, yeah. we were working with a lot of students uh, to um, complete literally a, a, an outline on paper to make some things happen for themselves. Not all students are going to go on to college. Some will go into the military. Some will go into the job market right away. And so we wanted to have them explore the different options available to them so that they had a, a secure feeling about the next step after high school. Yeah, that's a big part of what it's all about, the mentoring programs too to get them set up for what they're going to deal with down the road. Exactly. And so with the elementary and middle school uh, students, it was a little bit different. We already had them thinking about after grade 12, but really it was to get them on track. Much like you said, Ed, there are teachers and other um, older people in their lives that they could be listening to. So we would point those kinds of things out. Since I've left there, it's interesting. Um, my own personal uh, belief about mentoring is once the door is open, I never close the door. So in other words, I'm still in contact 
with the student employees who were working there. Some have already graduated, some are moving on to their next level. And so they know at any point in time, they can still contact me via text, email, phone call. Um, and actually was up there back to see them um, when I was up there, probably a it was maybe it was over Christmas vacation I went up there. And so I feel it's my responsibility to keep that door open and allow students to uh, access me at any given time, whether it's a letter of recommendation or, you know, uh, some help with the next step in their own personal or careers. Um, a lot of mentoring programs, it's it's not as uh, open-ended as that, and I appreciate that. Like some programs that people volunteer in, it's a set time. Maybe it's uh, for a couple months, maybe a year. Uh, for me personally, like I said, it's indefinite. I'm always there for people um, as long as the door is open on my end. That's great. Okay, we're going to have to take a, a short break here, and then maybe when we come back, Richard, if you have any questions for Anselmo, we can talk to him a little bit more. Absolutely. Perfect. And then we've got Sherry right after Richard. So let's take a little break. This is Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. All right. We have a few sections left. I'm really excited. We've got um, Ed Langlo in the house with the, with his guests. I wanted to, um, Richard wanted to get back to you all, and uh, Sherry has a question as well. So, Richard. Uh, Richard. Okay, so um, Anselmo, the type of uh, mentoring that the students are receiving, is it is any of it geared towards the students' specific interests, or are they all getting sort of like a, a general type of, of mentorship? Um, good question. Um, let me back up a little bit. Actually, the students, the college students who are mentoring actually have to take two college courses before they even start mentoring. And so um, techniques and those kinds of things about how to establish relationships with someone uh, are covered and also some other kinds of social, what I would call etiquette kinds of things, because a lot of um, college students have not interacted in that way with um, uh, younger students. And so, yes, the, um, it, the, the most important part is to first establish a relationship. And so usually how that goes is they talk about common experiences or or common um, likes that they might have. Um, there's a, often there's there's topics that cut across uh, any age group that they can talk about. Uh, for example, um, they could talk about their own parents. Both the mentor and the mentee can talk about their parents. They can talk about friendships, those kinds of things. Uh, but oftentimes it's interesting um, a lot of the students who are being mentored open up to the mentor and talk about issues that uh, they will not talk with other people. And so we have some, had some strict guidelines in terms of what the mentor had to report back to me in terms of there was any emotional abuse or physical abuse, those kinds of things, um, because it's fairly rampant out there. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but 
There's a in K twelve. There's a lot of bullying going on and harassment face to face as well as uh, with the social media. And so we found out that a lot of those kinds of things were going on uh, in the schools. And because of that, uh, when someone is harassed or bullied, their grades go down. They don't feel good about themselves. Uh, they stay home absent, those kinds of things. And in fact, unfortunately, one of the kids, a uh, young uh, middle school girl took her own life because she had been bullied so much and she was not in our program however she was at one of the middle schools where we um, uh, provided some services so i think it's critical that uh, the mentor uh, establish a relationship but there are some uh, pretty good guidelines in terms of what youth are facing today um you know and uh, so the mentor has to be really aware on what to do with that kind of information. And most schools have policies, but also we had our own. But on top of that, uh, like I said earlier, uh, that's the kind of the dark side of mentoring. The positive part, again, is to establish those relationships. Because if you think of a typical classroom, uh, one teacher you know, 25 kids, 30 kids. Uh, in the high schools, it's even more. A high school teacher will see up to maybe 180 students per day. And so the the opportunity to de develop a really one-on-one -on -one relationship is just not there. It's not the school's fault. It's not the parents' fault. It's not the students' fault. And so we have to promote programs that allow other people to go in to those schools and provide that kind of one-on-one -on -one relationship. There are many service clubs that do that. Um, sororities, fraternities at the college level do that on their own, but many um, uh, service organizations also uh, provide that kind of mechanism. That's Whether it's a business, that's what they've decided to do. Uh, but there's probably more mentoring going on than people realize. I know in Washington State, there is a, a huge mentoring association uh, in the United States. There's a national mentoring association that has guidelines, workshops, conferences, those kinds of things. So anyone who wants to get into it, um, you know, at that level, there are many opportunities. But I would go back to what Ed was saying. It could be the person down the street who uh, helps with a bicycle um, or or some other project that the uh, the young student has, uh, someone just taking the time to get to know that particular student because we're all busy. Um, I think, um, you know, when I was going to school, you know, in elementary school, uh, my mom, as they say now, worked at home. I had someone who was there to uh, be there for me. And then I was looking at my own life. How did I begin to get into all of this uh, kind of caring for other people? And I think it was because there were teachers who cared for me. And I could name those teachers. Uh, in fact, right now, um, during this um, off time we have, I'm thinking about thinking and going back and writing some of this up because it's been on my mind quite a bit and I've just not had time to do that. So looking back, I believe it's uh, some, some of the people in my neighborhood that I grew up with, but also teachers were very instrumental in uh, taking some extra time with me and uh, making sure that I was on the right road. And to this day, all throughout my career, 
um, you know, and, and there's, uh, there are people in my life who have stood out and it's, it doesn't have to be um, someone older than you. It can be younger people, like Ed was saying. <laughs> it's a two-way street. Oftentimes, the younger people we, do. I just want to say thank you so much for, I think this is a um, new age way of connectivity, and I love it. Um, I was part of a program at St. Raytheos called the Oasis Program, which was just bringing in at a Catholic school, uh, bringing in the services that kids needed that just learned different. And I tell you, those bonds are 10 years later are still there. So I'm so thankful we have forward, like lifelong learners think ahead. Yeah, it's outside the box. And it's really nice that you'll be able to um, share that with people. We all in this room or I feel not to get woo woo, but I feel that we're all here together. There's no happenstances. We're all light workers. And I wanted to let Christine, cause this is her air. Hers is her genre. And she says things and it just, you know, when people say things to you in a different way, and maybe I've heard it 15 times, but then when Christine says it, I'm like, woo woo. I got it. I got it. Christine Marie right here. Got the woo factor. <laughs> Well, I think one of the things I would say is that we really are in this, all in this together. And it's so important. I think one of the things that I really loved, you know, that, that I got to say at the end of the show last week was, um, you know, when one door shuts, it usually there's a window that opens or another door, but we're, we're really helping each other through the hallway here. And I think that's what this is part of this is about is remembering how much, what it's really all about and how we can really connect and um, share our hearts with each other. You see what I mean? She just puts everything in context. Okay, so now what we're going to do, we're going to just get connected with our community. We've shown them a lot of love with a lot of advertising and every single person and company and group and nonprofit that we have tied to our community, there's very special. So let's listen to some commercials. We'll be back with more after these messages. back and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. If you just tuned in, thank you. You're going to have three minutes of smiles and love and it's just wonderful and then you can always go back and pick up the programming at a later time because we are all over the place. Um, let's close out the show. We've got about three, three and a half minutes. Laura Arcadia in it Bologna, Italy. Oh, I wanted to really thank you guys for that quote. Um, be the person you would have needed when you were a child, like that mentor. I'm really young, but I often work with children. So I feel like that's actually really good advice. And I'm going to start using that. <laughs> and coming from Italy, just like hang in there. It's, it's a tough situation, but we'll get through it. It's really not, it's bringing us closer. It's not bringing us apart. So that's the important part. Oh, I love that. You're a light worker, Laura. All right, Aww. Avery, Montecito, California. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for letting me be on the show once again. It's the little things like this and hearing about all these interesting people and every little thing that they do that makes tough times like this more durable. Um, so I appreciate Aww. everyone. Everyone will get through this. And like Laura said, we're all united. You're another light worker. <laughs> you start me there. 
<laughs> you can be on my spaceship anytime. <laughs> Richard, what what say you? All right. Well, I just wanted to remind everyone that the the best way we can get through this is really starts with our head and just trying to you know keep us as positive as we can, trying to keep our our stress and anxiety levels down for you know our health, our immune systems, and then also just for our souls and our spirits. Um, and whether that's going out for a walk, getting some sun, eating healthy food that makes us happy, you know, whatever we need to do, Skyping with friends and jumping in on a radio show, whatever it is that, that we need to do, that positive attitude is what's going to pull us through. This is Dominique. I love it. Everyone should share really good jokes and share things they're grateful for. Um, and this is Christine. And um, yeah, let's just let's keep our spirits up. You know, if we keep our spirits up and raise the raise the resonance, we can really get through this in, in a good way together. And this is the queen of teen, Erica Salda. Dr. D, I so thank you for this opportunity. And I'm going to let you close out the show today. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> I have to say that this is an extraordinary broadcast, to say the very least. But we are going to continue to do this uh, as long as it is necessary to do. And uh, this program is only going to get better as we move forward, especially with the technologies that are available. And with that, be kind, everybody, and be sure to spread the calm. That's it. God bless you all. See you next week. Oh, Mother, so I'll never bring you down. I'm the best.